Hi, this is David from Wedding Business Growth. Wedding Business Growth is committed to helping you succeed in the wedding and events industry and grow your business in a sustainable way. Thank you for tuning into Wedding Business Growth Podcast. And now stay tuned for part two of this episode. All right. So I think we've we've talked a lot. Of, we've talked a lot about mindset. We've talked a lot about your why. I think we're 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 kind of uh, getting to the point of now. Let's now let's talk a little bit about brand because I think most people think your brand is just your logo. And um, I think if you're at that point where you feel like your brand is simply your logo, then for the next however long we talk, you need to turn everything off in the house and you need to definitely listen to. The fact that you're 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 only one step on a ladder that climbs a lot higher than just that step for sure. So um, for sure. I'm going to turn it over to you a little bit. Just talk talk a little bit about that because I know you're passionate about that for sure. I am. So uh, branding is not your logo, <laughs> and branding is definitely not your colors. And you know your your business is your business, but at the end of the day, there's a person running it or people running it and whoever, you know, clients come to you and in our industry, they want to know who's behind the computer, who's behind the phone. Um, they want to know who's behind the business. They don't care about your logo, to be honest with you. They don't, they're not going to be like, Ooh, I didn't work with her because her logo is trash. Like no one says that <laughs> and no one cares about your branding colors. I mean, yeah, obviously colors and psychology go in, into play. Um, but a lot of times people are going to work with you because of your mission, your core values, your philosophy, your why. And that is your brand. That is what sets you apart from everyone else. As I've been saying, um, keeps you, you know, standing out in a saturated market. And that is your brand. So at the end of the day, if you wanted to rebrand or you wanted to rename your business, you wanted to pick different colors or a different logo, it wouldn't matter. Because at the end of the day, you're still you. You still have the same, you know, core values. And that's, you really need to figure out what are those foundations? So what is the concrete of my business? Um, the concrete of your business is going to be your core values, your mission, your why. And then when you're building your house, then you can start to worry about your colors and, you know, what paint you're going to put on your house. So that's what I really want you guys to think of when you think of branding is laying down the foundation first, because you wouldn't build a house on nothing and you wouldn't paint the foundation of your house. So. I think that makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. Um, so I think Michelle, I wanted to, wanted to kind of bring you in the conversation a little bit. Um, you know, I, I know that that's that's probably in a way being a wedding planner that probably kind of speaks to the same thing when you're talking to maybe brides about their wedding itself and, and understanding that your wedding is really not just about the color and, and so on and so forth, but really more about your personality and such. Um, yeah. So do you mean like every individual wedding we do or sorry, can you rephrase yeah, I mean, that? No, it's okay. No, I mean, I just think in, in general, you know, like when you're, when you're, you know, when you're talking to a, a couple, um, maybe having to dive a little bit deeper than just, you know, Hey, we want this shade of pink and this color of, of green. And, um, you know, we want this type of flowers and so on and so forth. Like the wedding, there, there has to be more to the wedding than just kind of those surface elements. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we definitely see, I say every wedding is different. So I guess it's a good way to look at it 
each client, you know, their wedding has a different brand almost. They have, you know, values that they want to bring in or traditions or things that are more important to them. So we definitely dive in further than your color scheme that your bridal party is going to be wearing um, and things like that. <laughs> so. Well, and I think it helps, it, you know, it definitely helps us as, you know, regardless of what position or role that we play in the events with our clients, I think when we have a better understanding of this concept of, of, of what a brand truly is, I think it helps us ask better questions of our clients. It helps us be able to understand the experience that they're looking for so that we can, well, first of all, we can decipher, can we, A, can we offer that experience in the first place? And then B, if we can, how are we going to be able to accomplish that experience with them? And is there anything that maybe we can kind of be the icing on the cake that maybe they hadn't even thought of? Um, so I think understanding this concept of, of what your brand truly is can transcend into that as well with events. Um, Tay, Tay, you got any thoughts on that one? Um, yeah, I would say, you know, I think it's hard because so what I've realized in being in the industry is that a lot of wedding vendors are just creative. It's They're not really a business on the business side of things. Um, so being creative, that's, that's what you naturally tend to go to is, you know, worrying about your colors or worrying about, you know, the the visual aspect, the creative aspect, and not really the business aspect. Um, but I think, I mean, you know, you really just, you got to nail down what it is that you, how you want to serve, I guess, how you want to serve your clients to be better. Um, and if you don't know, I would say do market research. Um, you know, ask people what it is that they struggle with, brides, couples, what is it that they really want out of their wedding? What is it they, they want out of their vendor um, that would set, you know, set you apart and really listen to what they say, because a lot of times we think we know what somebody wants, but really we don't know. Um, so market research, talk to people, ask them, you know, what, what would your, you know, um, best wedding experience with a vendor be like, and really start taking notes. You talk to five couples and they all tell you that, you know, it would be this and it's all the same. It's probably a good idea that you start there. <laughs> Well, and I think I think another another uh, pretty uh, cool thing that was brought to me once before when I, I felt like I feel like I was kind of struggling with trying to identify what my brand was. And somebody uh, gave me the advice to to go look at the um, go look at the past reviews that you have from clients, you know, especially those five star top you know reviews. And what did they say? What were the things that they specifically talked about? And like write one down and then write another one down. And then if number three is the same as number one, put a check mark against number one and then just go through them. And then what are those, those things? Like what are the most things that people are talking about? And in all reality, that's kind of your brand before you even, you don't even mentally understand that. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, that's, that's my brand right there. Yeah, that's really that's who awesome. I am. So, I you know, that, that, that was a huge help for me. That's actually really creative. I love that because that's easier way. That's it's market research, but it's even more custom market research. But that's funny you say that because I, up until this year, um, never thought of it. But then all my reviews have said this, that you're way more than a virtual assistant. Like you shouldn't even call yourself a virtual assistant because you're not. And so that's now part of our branding is that we are way more than a virtual assistant company. And I, I truly stand by that because we are, um, it's, 
it's very, I do very personalized work. It's not just transaction. It's not just money for time or money for services. And if, especially in the wedding industry, if you're only in it for money, um, this probably won't be the industry for you because you really have to, you know, client and customer experience is what will put you over the top for sure. Literally every single person that I ever interview about working with my company, that's one of the first things I say to them. If you're looking to make money, and especially if you're coming into this with no experience and you're looking to make money right now, this is probably not the right industry for you to jump into. Okay. It's going to take you some time. You know what I mean? It's going to take you some time to, you know, get your feet wet and, and get your get your legs underneath yourself to even understand the the there's so much psychology in our industry. It's really fascinating. Like I feel like we could do an entire live discussion just on the psychology of our industry and, and of events and how understanding that psychology can completely um, maybe revolutionize or change how you do your business. It's, it's really fascinating to me. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think you're absolutely right. You know, and to your credit too, I, I actually saw, I want, I want to say maybe, uh, I want to say maybe it was in the DJ's vault. It was somewhere that I saw that you did a webinar similar to like we're doing right now. And you touched on the mission statement, the core values, um, you know, those types of things. And I actually really honestly sat down after watching that and did put those together and even went so far as to make a page on my website that says, this is our mission. This is our core values, et cetera, et cetera. Because like, I want you to know who we are, what we stand for and what you're working with and want you to realize that we've put that thought process into it to show you that we're not just a DJ company that wants to make a buck, come play some music and go home and, and move on to the next one. So uh, I really have to thank you actually for that because I had never even thought about that until I, till I saw that and, and you, you had discussed that. So I, I think it's super important. Now, has anybody ever looked at that page? I don't know, but I have, <laughs> Here's one thing I have done. I have prompted people. I should go look at my analytics because I have prompted people in like emails that I send to them like, hey, by the way, if you'd like to know a little bit more about our company, please visit this page. You may have missed it as you were you know, surfing around our website kind of a thing. Um, so, yeah, I think that's awesome stuff. Yeah, I love that. Um, I, I think everyone needs to have that because when you are getting into the wedding industry specifically, you should really think about who is your ideal client. And I know it's easy, like, oh, couples, but like, no, like what kind of couples do you want to work with? Because there are all types of couples and I'm not talking like skin color, hair color. I'm talking like deep, deep rooted into like with a planner, um, planner specifically, like you're the professional people come to you because you are the professional. And then when you have a bride be like, don't do it that way, do it this way. Don't do it. Like that's very <laughs> overwhelming. It's very frustrating. It's like, okay, I know what I'm doing. Please trust me. And if, if that is anxiety to you, those are not your brides. You will not want to work with them. Uh, cause it won't feel fun. It won't feel like you're in the right place. So when you're branding, you want to really nail down like who is it that I want to work with and then put your writing and put out your mission and your philosophies. So when people come to your page, you're like, wow, she's literally speaking to me. Like she wants to work with me. She's talking directly to me and you want your, your website, your Instagram to feel to the client or lead as if you are talking directly to them. That is what will sell them. If you're just talking to a wide range or you don't even know who you're talking to, you're not going to be able to, bring in that 
you know, that ideal client and you're just going to get people, you might get high end, you might get low end, you might get median who are just coming to you from all places because they don't know when you say, you know, we like to, we're high end luxury wedding planning who works with this kind of bride, that high end bride's going to be like, Oh wow, that's me. That low end bride's going to be like, mm, that's not me. She's automatically going to go to somebody else. You know, it's, it's interesting. This, I think a big topic in our industry right now, and, and I see it a lot in the DJ world, um, is this whole luxury market and so on and so forth. And, and I think that um, people need to really be aware of, it sounds good. I mean, you know, immediately when you think luxury, you think people have money, you know, you can charge more for the same thing and blah, 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 blah. But it, it really is a whole different world. And I don't think it's a world that you can just play in. Like you really got to know what you're getting yourself into if you go out yeah. there and claim to be a luxury anything. <laughs> yeah. I would have say- you, um, Have you experienced with any, like, have you had any experience with a client that maybe- was trying to do that and you kind of had to reel them back in and be like, okay, here are some things that we need to adjust for you. Oh, for sure. Um, I'm very, like I said, I'm very honest and I will tell my clients direct. I will tell you, I think you're a good fit for this or I don't think this is a good idea because mm -hmm. your success pays my bills. So if you're not successful, I'm not successful. I want you to be successful. So uh, yeah, the luxury market, um, I think a lot of people think think of luxury as, you know, high end top dollar, but I think also other people's perspectives could be different of luxury. So I want people to know that if you're getting into luxury, uh, really research, know your stuff, because those couples, those brides, those brides, parents will be the toughest people you ever work with. Um, typically, the people that are paying more for a wedding are going to be your harder clients. It's just a fact. Um but you can also you can also be a six seven vendor without being in the luxury market too. So I recently been coaching um, some florists and teaching them because they were like, well, we're really in the middle. We really want to go high end. And I was like, well, why don't you not go luxury? But why don't you offer full planning? So you're delivering the florals, you're setting up, so you're charging higher prices for the meat for the median bride you know what i'm saying so you're you're still making more money but you're offering more service. service for the money so you can still be a six seven figure vendor but you're not luxury because if you don't want to work with a luxury bride you just want luxury money you will not be happy mm -mm. no that's a, that's a really good point and i mean there's nothing wrong with you know shifting and, and, and adjusting your message to be able to dominate that that you know middle to high middle before you start getting into that luxury market um yeah. there's not you know it may what you're saying makes complete sense why not just dominate the market that you're already have a share of and and understand you're, you're already speaking to that client as it is now let's just speak to more of those types yeah. of clients exactly yes for sure. It's and two, if you if you really are serious about being in a luxury industry and that's really where you want to be because you just love it, I would say maybe work side by side or collaborate with um, you know, maybe another planner and say, you know, I really want more experience in there. If you needed um an assistant to come one day, I would love to assist you because I'm free this weekend. Go and really work with her or him or whoever the planner is and see like, do I really like this or really see myself in this position before you just 
throw in and go all in because it is a very tough market. Um, but it's not the only market that makes money in the wedding industry. And like you said, if you master your area of expertise and you love it, that's going to come out. That passion um, will naturally come out. People will gravitate to it too. You'll probably have double the clients because you're happy. You're making double the money anyway. So do what makes you happy. Don't, don't do it for a dollar. <laughs> I think those are all very, very, very good suggestions. Very good points. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I talk about it all the time. I would, any, any brand new person that's thinking about getting into DJing, I would gladly bring them along with me to an event any day of the week and say, look, I don't want you to see the glitz and glamour of what you probably see on Instagram and all of that stuff. <laughs> yes. I want you to, yeah. I want you to see the schlepping equipment and having to park five miles down the road because we live in St. Augustine and there's nowhere to freaking park in St. Augustine. Right. And so you're, you're, you're parked five miles down the road and you're carrying your cart and dodging traffic. And if it's raining, you're, you're even more screwed. And like, there's all of those things that we have to deal with that we're naturally not snapping a friggin' photo for Instagram during that time of the situation. Right. Maybe we should, but that's typically not like Instagram, you know, material. Um, but, I, but I think that to your point, I mean, it's a really good thing. And, and I've, I've really, as long I've been in this industry for forever. I mean, I can't even tell you how many years now it seems like, but I've never really understood why, there's not a better um, appreciation for um, shadowing or apprenticeship or, and things like that within this industry, yeah. because I, I really think people could get so much further, so much faster if they were willing to do those kind of things, you know, just oh, step sure. up and, and learn, you know, yes. Yeah. You're not going to learn how to be a wedding planner. You're not going to learn how to be a DJ. You're not going to learn how to be a photographer. You're not going to learn how to do any of those things on YouTube or anything else. I know that there's people that are on there that'll tell you that they'll teach you, but your experience is the only true teacher of this industry. I, I think, I don't know if you guys agree with that, but I really am yeah, passionate about feeling that, yeah. you know, experience is really the true teacher of this industry. Yeah. And when you that. sit yeah, for sure. And when you say like, you know, you can go online and there's a million people teaching master classes and free courses and free this and templates and all that stuff is great. But if it's not very, very specific to your niche, plus what you want to get out of it, it's going to be general. It's going to be very, it's going to be a waste of money. It's probably going to be a waste of time. You know, those $67 courses like, okay, but are you really going to stick with it? Or are you going to do it for like a couple of days and then forget about it? So if you truly want to learn and you truly want to be an expert and you want to be a six figure vendor, you want to be this full in, it's not just like, mm, you know, half ass essentially, then you're right. You should shadow. You should work with other people. You should continue learning. Like I said, October, I've been in the industry five years. I'm continuously learning because things change. The industry changes, people change and it's a forever learning experience, but between learning and outsourcing, you can't lose, but don't limit yourself to like, I can do everything. I know everything because none of us you do. don't. I learn no. something new every wedding. Every wedding, I learn something new. So yes, that means you're doing the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know, outsourcing, that, that's a that's a really good uh, maybe topic to just address for a couple minutes. Uh, I think a lot of times people probably have the, the question of how do I figure out what I should outsource? So if somebody asks that question, Tay, what is your advice on how I should figure out what I should outsource? 
Okay, let me get out my chart here. I have it all charted out. I, I give this to all my clients. It's, I have this chart. Um, you draw a, you know, a cross on your paper. Um, if something is, you really just list it out. So if it's urgent and important, meaning that you need to do it within 24 hours, you should be doing it and you should be doing it now. If it is important to your company, to your success, to your clients, but it's not urgent, you should be scheduling it. Um, if it is urgent, but not important, you should be delegating. And if it's not important and not urgent, you should be taking it off your list completely. So without sourcing, if your business needs it, um, can't survive without it, but you hate doing it or you don't have the time to do it, you should be outsourcing it. Absolutely outsourcing. And now a lot of people are like, well, I don't have the money to outsource. I'm like, well, you probably do have the money. I'm sure we all do at some level. Um, but this is the thing with outsourcing. It's not you're just throwing your money into the wind and it's gone. You're in, you're, that should be an investment. It should, you should be getting a return with whoever it is that you hire. You're getting more time. So what is that time giving you? Is it giving you more time to network, more time with clients, um, better customer experience, more time with your family, more time to be sane? <laughs> um, you know, or what are you getting back? Because if you're hiring a marketing director, they should be bringing you clients consistently. So that's money. If you're hiring an assistant who's running your entire back end, you have excellent client experience. You have processes and workflows consistently bringing you clients and leads. And leads are now booking you because they're all getting answered within 12 hours and back and forth, rapid fire, no time in between. They're twice many people are booking you. So outsourcing is scary because we're, a lot of us, have been solopreneurs or are, and it's like that letting go of that control of like, I can do it. I've been doing it. But at some point, if you want to go to the next level, if you want to scale, if you want a team, if you want to hit six figures, ads are not the way that will not do it for you. Ads are never the way, uh, outsourced to people who know the industry, who you can trust and will bring you an ROI. Very good points. Very good points. Hey guys, once again, if you're watching and uh, you have a question for Tay, this is the time to ask it. This is the time to get your questions answered. Um, we, we we definitely want to get those answered for you. I see my buddy Derek Hayden jumped on. want to say hi to him, buddy. How are you? Hope you're doing well. Hope everything's going good for you guys up there in Nebraska. Um, so yeah, what are, I was thinking when you were talking about that, what are, what are maybe the top, say, I don't know, two or three things that you find that the majority of your clients um, kind of gravitate towards outsourcing? Uh, social media, content creation and planning, all social media and uh, admin. So a lot of it's emails and keeping up with leads, making sure that their CRM and their pipeline is moving very consistently. Um, but I would say before you hire someone to run the back end of your company or hire an assistant, I would make sure that, first of all, you know exactly the position that you're hiring for. What is it specifically that you want them to do and accomplish? Um, and make sure that your back end is semi-organized unless you're going to have somebody come in that's an expert who can um, clean up your back end. So I do back end cleanups for people because I, I'm very, you know, organized and type a but um if you're just hiring an assistant off the street because she has like high school um experience then 
if you don't know what you're hiring for, you don't know what you want them to accomplish, they're not going to know. And then you're not going to be happy. You're going to feel like oh, I wasted time and money and then they're going to feel not needed. Uh, it's just not, it's not going to work. So make sure that you have a very specific um, system written out of what you want them to do and accomplish and what your business core values are that they need to be following. <laughs> Okay, I had somebody had uh, somebody tech actually text me a question for you and said <laughs> said okay, um, I feel like I, I'm paraphrasing here, but, but essentially saying to me, obviously the most important thing I need is leads. Um, what is the best? Uh, maybe what's the best bang for my buck to start generating more leads in in your opinion? Because you had mentioned ads, and I know a lot of people talk about Facebook ads, and a lot of people think Facebook ads are the way to go. Um, so maybe with that mindset, um, any advice maybe for that? Um, okay. So I do a lot of like holistic coaching, um, because again, almost five years in, I don't pay for ads. I don't pay for like the knot and wedding wire have seemed in my years of experience to be a waste of money because yes, they bring you leads and people will say, Oh, well, if one client books, it's worth your money. Well, you're taking so much time sifting through a bunch of crap that's not anything and you're consistently following up with them, aka more time, um, and they're not turning into anything. So again, Facebook ads for me have been a waste of money. I say if you're not a six-figure vendor, don't do them. If you are a six-figure vendor, then we can talk about ads. But until then, um, really what you need to think of is that you need to be growing a funnel. So you know, a funnel's big at the top, it gets smaller. Um, for all business. And that funnel is not a sales funnel, it's relationship funnels. So you need to start building relationships that will then funnel down into potential clients because at some point, most people either get married or know someone that's getting married or know someone that's engaged. So building relationships. Now, where do you build them? You can network, talk to people, get on podcasts, um, Facebook groups, you can go to local events. You can reach out to a local vendors. Say, hey, can I be on your preferred vendor list? All the vendors that you're working with be on their preferred vendor list. Those are all relationships bring money. A referral program. Like for me, anyone who brings me a client, they book with me, you get 50 bucks. You bring me three clients at the end of the month, I cash out, I give you 150 bucks. Mm. That's quick and easy. Um, I know if you don't have money, maybe you offer something else. And it can be a smaller amount than that. Um, but really, are you on Instagram building relationships? Are you talking to people? And I'm not saying like DMing like, hey, saw so you were engaged. Let's chat. No, people don't want to be sold. Are you building real relationships with people? Like talking to them about their tacos and their cats and their new, their children and having real conversations. So I've built um, some relationships recently. We've been friends on Instagram for over a year. And it was just back and forth chat. Like, about random stuff. And now today, those are both my clients. Did it take a year? Yes, it did. But I'm not salesy. I'm not gonna go out of my way to push something on someone that's not ready. Um, so really be cautious of, first of all, how does your brand look? How are you attracting people? Do you know who you're attracting? And then are you building real relationships with people that should be generating enough leads and enough income to then outsource, then you can worry about outsourcing marketing, lead generation ads, all that stuff. Well, I think to your point of, of social media and, and building those relationships on social media, I think a lot of times um, we we can find ourselves guilty of being kind of very one sided when it comes to social media. And what I mean by that is we're constantly putting content out there 
expecting people to comment on it or like it or share it or something like that. But then you kind of have to do evaluation and say, well, how much of that am I really doing for other people as well? It really has to be a two-way street. And I think that's that could be a vote that some people miss that uh, that opportunity. For sure. You know, well, I know that you have a family. I know you have a young child. I don't want to take up a bunch of your time. I want to wrap the night up with um, maybe just, I don't know, three, five, whatever number you pick it. Uh, I would really love to give the people that are watching now, the people that will watch the replay. Um, and by the way, guys, we're almost done here. So if you do have questions, if you do have something you want Tay to address, now is the time to please put those in the comments because we're almost done. Um, but in the meantime, if that does or doesn't happen, I would love to leave everybody with maybe, again, you pick the number, but just some actionable steps that they can literally get off of this right now, start doing tomorrow, start doing when they get off. Don't even wait till tomorrow. Like, don't <laughs> wait till tomorrow. Do it immediately when you get off of here. Okay. You know, some things that they can do. And then lastly, after that, um, I'd really love for you to just share a little bit about how people can get in touch with you because you do offer an amazing service. Uh, I don't want that to be overlooked because I think what you do is absolutely incredible. And that's one of the reasons why, other than becoming friends with each other, that I wanted you to be on here to help us help folks with. So um, let's start with those actionable steps first. Okay. Action number one, get this book. It's called You're a Badass at Making Money. Uh, one of the best books I've ever read. To, like I tell everyone, read this book. It's freaking amazing. So that's action number one. Number two, um, start some kind of like journaling. And I know when I say journaling, people are like, mm, no, but I'm talking about like gratitude and affirmations and maybe even just like writing down your limiting beliefs when something comes up like, oh, I'm too fearful of that or some kind of mindset belief, write it down and then ask yourself, like, is this true? Investigate it and kind of get to the root of whatever it is that's holding you back. Like, are you fearful of success? Are you, you know, what are those deep rooted mindset issues? Because I promise you, if you start changing the way you look at things, it will start changing your business and changing the money that comes to you. Um, so that would be number two. Number three would be really get clear on why you do what you do and write down all the notes you can think of. of why do you get out of bed in the morning? why do why do you why does your company even exist why did it start how did it start um write it down and then try to make sense of it um update your instagram bio <laughs> to be very clear about who you are who you work with what you bring to the table and like how quick do they get that result or what is the end result of working with you so my bio has probably updated about 10 times in the last three months. Um, but like, for instance, it was, I'm a virtual assistant company. I work with wedding vendors um, to help them achieve six figure, like to become a six figure vendor. So that would be number three. Number four is check your branding, um, not your logos and your colors, but how you're appearing, you know, to other people and be really cautious of or ask someone if you know someone that would give you maybe free advice or just like for me i offer 50 dollars social audits i'll audit and i'll talk to you on the phone for 20 minutes i'll give you some quick updates you can make like that in your branding um and then number five would be um hire me <laughs> <laughs> right that's, that, we, should, we should have led with that. We should have just led with yeah. that. <laughs> well, uh, I, I got a couple of comments here. Derek, my buddy from Nebraska, said that he uh, he really loves that your outlook on lead generation. So that's cool uh, with, with a handful awesome. of uh, really good 
handful of uh, clapping hand emojis. Uh, and Aaron, <laughs> yeah. Aaron from uh, Aaron and Ernie, our guests from last week, said awesome advice. Thank you so much, Tay, for that. Um, so I think, yeah, so I think we really got some good stuff uh, addressed this evening. So I appreciate you doing that. Yay. Michelle, you got anything before we wrap up? I learned a lot. <laughs> um, Yay, I'm yeah, so happy. I learned a lot. This was a good one, um, like they all are. But I really feel like, one, I connect with you on the type A thing. That's 100% yeah. me. <laughs> so um, Michelle and I literally had a talk, had a conversation <laughs> about that today. That's why we, I, I tried yeah. to put it down to her when you said yeah. that. Well, actually, you know what? This is an action item people could do. Take the DISC test on Tony Robbins, it's free, and the Enneagram test. And that will really tell you who you are as a person and how you work with other people. And that will help you with hiring because you'll know like what kind of person should you hire because you'll work well together. That Enneagram test is amazing. That That is unreal. I mean, anybody who doesn't know about that, you're missing the boat. That, that I mean, I did, I did that and cool. was blown away. What are your numbers? And, do you guys know? Um, I've never I, done it. <laughs> I want to say, I think, I think four, I think my number is four. I got to go back and look. It's either four or eight. I can't remember. Okay. One, I know it's one of the, those two, though, even numbers. So I think it's either four or eight. I haven't looked at it in a while, um, but it blew me away. When I read it, I was like, oh my God. It's like they were literally standing in front of me, writing yeah. about me. It was pretty scary. Yeah. Well, that's good stuff. Yeah. So if, if folks want to get a hold of you today, what I'll put it in the, in the show notes, but what do you, what for you, what's your best way of being reached so we can have people reach out to you? Um, you can reach me on Instagram at it's Tay, or you can email me at Tay at it's Tay.com. So either one, I'm always on Instagram and email every single day. An email does not go on red. So don't worry. <laughs> Very perfectionist. Um, but yeah, you can reach out to me. And if you guys just have like questions or I do, you know, I'm open book. I'll give business advice all day. I love it. So reach out. Awesome. Very good. Well, thank you for coming on tonight. Um, we hope that we can invite you to come back and join us again. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe we'll, we'll revisit everything in, in a couple months. Um, hopefully by then there'll be some, some of our members will be clients and we'll be utilizing the yeah. services that you offer. And, and, you know, uh, they definitely, I, I know for a fact, they won't go wrong for doing so. So I think, uh, oh, yeah, I, I definitely give you, I definitely want to give you my personal endorsement from that standpoint. So, What's that? <laughs> don't wait till don't wait till busy season to hire. Right. Um, do it before, like you said, get everything in order before, and don't wait to hire me because I will then put you on a wait list and it's not fun. So hire early. <laughs> yep, yep. And Aaron, Aaron said we we've got a chat that Enneagram in California. She's going to take the test in the meantime. Before that, um, a bunch <laughs> yeah. of us are. All, are you are you are you going to go to the California thing? By the way, today did they did they talk to you guys up to you about that the um, collective in California? Did Joe and, no. and, and those guys? So yeah. is it in person or it's virtual? Mm -hmm. Yeah, believe it or not, it's in person. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So I I don't know. Um, I'm in Kansas City, and but ninety per probably like ninety five percent of my clientele has been California. So yeah. it'd be cool to go out there, but COVID's scary right now. Yeah, it is. It really is. <laughs> it really is. Well, I'll I'll send you some information about it offline. I know it's kind of last minute. Cool. It's it's like next month, so. Um, but I'll, I'll give you some information about it. Yeah, it's next month. <laughs> My wedding's next month. Oh, that's right. What's the wedding? What's your wedding date again? Uh, August twenty second. I, I literally think it falls into that time frame or right after that. Oh, seriously? So, yeah, it probably isn't the best time. Be. Well, congratulations, you guys are awesome. You guys are such a cute couple. I love all your engagement photos you've been yeah. posting. So. 
um, you know, that is, that is really cool stuff. Well, thank you again for joining us. Um, Michelle, thank you for being on and again, and we're going to let, we're going to let you go so you can get dinner. <laughs> I actually ate earlier today. Oh, look at that. I ate before this time. I had look some time in between. So, um, but hey, thanks for joining us. It was really awesome. And I really enjoyed all the information. And yeah, we're, uh, this was fun. We're actually we're actually not going to be on next week. Uh, there's there's uh, both me and Nick. As you guys, if you're if you're a person that comes back and watches quite often, you'll notice that there's not a fourth box on here that has Nick on it. So he's he's out of town this week, and then he and I both are going to be out of town next week. So we're going to take next week off, but we will be back the following week. So stick around for that. We'll post that in the group. And uh, the last thing I'll say before I leave is. Um, Invite everybody you know that's a wedding vendor, especially people that are struggling with their business, people that are uh, either, even if they're just struggling in one part of their business, invite them to be a part of this group because this group is about community. This group is about love. This group is about helping you. And we're going to continue to keep bringing you amazing people like Tay to offer suggestions and offer help. And then if you resonate with those people, you can continue that relationship beyond just um, you know, beyond just these live talks that we have, but we're still going to give you stuff just like Tay did tonight to be able to really, um, you know, move into the next step and, and just put those steps into action. So please do it. Don't just listen and ignore it. Take her advice, get the book. If you don't like to read, get the audio book and listen to it yep. when you drive around town and, uh, it will definitely help you out. So, uh, with that said, thank you guys very much for coming on tonight. We appreciate you and we will see you in two weeks. Bye. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget you can watch all of our live episodes on the Wedding Business Growth YouTube channel, and you can also connect with us on all social medias at Wedding Business Growth. Don't forget to stop by our website, weddingbusinessgrowth.com.